Hi, everybody, and welcome in to the Racer Report Live at the Hop Hound Brew Pub in Murray. Jeff Bidwell and Dave Winder with you today as we're down to just the last couple Racer Report Lives of this uh, college basketball season. You can still get out here every Monday at noon. I believe March 11th will be our uh, last one for the uh, basketball season. And if you ever miss the show, of course, it'll air at 6 o'clock over on Froggy 103 and then live forever over at GoRacers.com on the Racers Podcast Central. Dave, how are you today? Got to push the button. There you go. There we go. There we go. Talking with Chad English here at the, at the Hop Hound, I said, uh, what, do you, what do you think? And he says, well, it's been a great first year. And we've gotten the word out that we're here every Monday and our crowds continue to grow and everybody's having a great time. So, and, and it's amazing. Friday is March 1st. Yes. yes. <laughs> I just looked at that. Ready the ladies not. are at home uh, Friday against Evansville at 6 p.m. And I'm like, my goodness, that's March 1st. And it, it's almost time for postseason. Yep. It's almost here. Ready uh, or not, as we're in the home stretch for both the men. Uh, and the women, uh, both the men and the women splitting their pair of games last week. Uh, the women uh, winning in Chicago, 83-63 at UIC on Thursday, and then lost to Belmont, a tough one yesterday, 76-63. Rochelle Turner will be with us uh, later in the program, as well as junior forward Ava Learn On the men's side, a tough one in Carbondale Wednesday night, uh, falling to those darn Saluki, 72-68, but a nice bounce back on Saturday. Took a little while to get the engine warmed up, but... Uh, took care of the beacons 80 to 68 coach prome will be here as well as uh, senior sean walker as senior night is on wednesday uh before the game with belmont so we'll we'll talk about that uh, coming up here uh, as well time now for your mcb heating and air hot topic of the week brought to you by mcb heating and air your authorized ream pro partner dave what do you got in the athletics business we call this period of time crossover season yes we have another crossover season and that is in November when all the fall sports are coming to a conclusion and basketball is starting up and here we are in the spring lots of stuff going on and that's my hot topic is the Missouri Valley Indoor Track and Field Championships are into their final day today in Chicago at a great facility Gately Park and the, the racers have a chance this afternoon to win Murray State's first team Valley Championship if they, if they can get it done. So if you go to GoRacers.com, uh, that live stream is on ESPN Plus and the live results also uh, there as well. Already uh, in the indoor event, Jenna Pauly won the long jump and Megan Fletcher finished second in the pentathlon. And then baseball and softball this weekend, the racers hosted the Coach Velvet Milkman Tournament over the weekend at Racer Field. They went 4-1. and one. And they're going down to uh, play in the Purple and Gold Challenge in Nashville at Lipscomb this weekend. Murray State Baseball took two out of three at a Sunbelt team. Louisiana Monroe, a pretty good team. Jacob Pennington with seven shutout innings in game one. And then Carson Garner has already hit five home runs for the Murray State Baseball team. They've got North Alabama at home tomorrow at Reagan Field at 3 o'clock. And then this weekend they go down to Fayetteville to take on uh, Arkansas Plus, you know, tennis is underway. Both golf teams are playing today. The ladies are in Charleston, South Carolina, and the guys are down in New Orleans. So uh, just lots going on, and that makes for uh, several hot topics of the week. There you go. And that was the McBee Heating and Air Hot Topic of the Week brought to you by McBee Heating and Air, your authorized Ream Pro partner. One uh, 
former member, I guess forever, once a racer, always a racer, you member got of the you got uh, Murray yep. State family, Amir Abdur Rahim, who had the great season at Kennesaw State last year, got them to the NCAA tournament, moved on to South Florida. Uh, I believe they've won, <laughs> gosh, 12, 13 in a row now, and yesterday clinched uh, at least a share of the American Athletic Conference Championship, and uh, he is uh, he is very quickly becoming one of the rising stars in the coaching ranks in the country. You know, and I remember getting those pictures from when he was Billy Kennedy's point guard <laughs> at Southeast Louisiana, and Steve Perlman was an assistant there. Uh, Amir, just one of the best guys you'll ever want to meet, and so happy. Uh, for his success, just like Dusty May at uh, yes. uh, Florida Atlantic and all the success he's had, former uh, Murray State assistant. And then last week, there was just another little thing thrown in. I didn't know it, but Jordan Skipper Brown is playing in Russia, and he won his league's dunk contest <laughs> last week, as I saw uh, that was a post on his team's Twitter. So uh, Skipper Brown, man, what a player he was. And I even said on the Racer Report podcast, uh, in 22, the Racers beat San Francisco in the NCAA tournament. They do not win that game without Jordan nope, Skipper Brown. Absolutely, yep. he was a, a huge piece to that. Yes, yeah, South Florida has won 13 in a row. They are 21 and five. Florida Atlantic 21 and seven uh, in the both in the American. So uh, some some Murray State flavor uh, down there in the A. And that's what makes all of this fun because once you've coached or played here, you're you're always part yep. of us. And it gives us folks to one well, of. Years, unfortunately, uh-huh. the racers won't make the big dance. we got plenty of folks yep. to root for when we get there. So when we come back on the Racer Report Live, we will talk with Murray State head coach Steve Prohm, and we will do that next. We're live at the Hot Pound Brew Pub in Murray. This is the Racer Report Live. Welcome back to the Racer Report Live at the Hot Pound Brew Pub in Murray. Jeff Bidwell and Dave Winder joined now by Murray State men's basketball coach Steve Prohm. Uh, Saturday, second half, uh, Flip the switch uh, on Valpo, down eight at the half, and then you end up giving up 24 points there in the second half to, uh, to end up with the 80-68 to 68 win. Uh, upon further review, what you uh, what you like best about what you guys did defensively there in the final 20 minutes? Well, the guest coach is sitting right here in front of me, uh, <laughs> Neil Bradley, and uh, he came in the locker room. At, and, he flipped uh, some chairs over? What happened in there? <laughs> he, just, he gave us his thoughts on what he saw. And uh, Neil says he know, coached the second. He did. Half. He yeah. did. That's what I'm saying. He gave the yeah. adjustments, and 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 we in were particular able to, the last 12 minutes. <laughs> so, um, you know, we just weren't very good in the first half. Uh, you know, defensively, we were screwed up in, with some assignments. Uh, the big kid was giving us some issues. Um, you know, 13 was a was a handful just because he he pronounced. You know, I don't want to pronounce. I'm going to mess up his name. Uh, you know, Schweiger. 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 You know, he gives he gives. Uh, he gives you some matchup issues. You know, you don't want to hedge with him because he can pick and pop. Um, we were supposed to be switching. We messed up some switches. We gave him some rolls. Too many easy baskets. Too many open shots. Um, you know, give him 44 points. Fortunately, we scored 36 Yeah. Uh, to kind of keep within striking distance. But, man, last 15 minutes I thought we were really good uh, on both ends of the floor. Uh, second half we made some adjustments. Um you know, we switched everything, kept everything in front. We did a better job getting the ball out of the post. Uh, and then when it was about a two, three, four-point game, our defense got a couple turnovers. We led the baskets, and and then we got some separation there and were able to close the game out. But, you know, obviously a lot better job in the second half than the first. And um, But we need to win a game like that to where, man, things don't go well in the first half and you're able to make some adjustments and respond. But... Um, you know, and Valpo was going to, you know, they did a good job. You know, they, they can try to control tempo. 
they switched everything. Uh, that can get you stagnant a little bit. Uh, they changed defenses, you know, 2-2-1 two, two, to zone, uh, zone to man within the possession. Uh, and so when they're on the other end of the floor, you got to try to help them as best you can. But really defensively, just weren't engaged in the first half, and that was the biggest difference. I was surprised at the end to see Jacoby Wood only had three assists because it felt like the way he controlled the game in the second half, he could have had ten uh, I just thought in the second half, offensively, just running the offense. Whether you know, obviously he gets he gets twenty four points, but he just he was in such control of, of what was going on out there. I thought that was as, as good as we've seen him all year. Yeah, well, he's got to be aggressive. He's just a lot better player when he's aggressive and, and getting downhill uh, and making plays. And and I'm all for him getting twenty four. I think when he gets all the way to the paint, if he doesn't have an easy drop off, he's got to finish. And he did that. And. And then, you know, you know, to our credit, we went to him down the stretch. You know, we were, hey, you're the one. you got to make the plays for us and, and bring us home. And he did that, And whether it was by scoring or distributing. But, you know, with all the switching Valpo does, um, you got to make some plays off the bounce and in, and in space. Um, and they're staying at home, so you're not going to get a – it may not be a high-high assist game. And it, and it wasn't for us. Um, but, man, we just we've just turned it over. You know, we're a team – you know, one of my major goals is we should be at nine turnovers or less every game. And, you know, we've had over the years, you know, wherever it's we've, – we've really been top – at times top ten in the country, top 15 in the country offensive efficiency. And part of that is the way you shoot the ball. Part of it is because you take care of the ball. Uh, this team's efficiency has been good um, because we take care of the ball. Last couple of games, uncharacteristically, we have not. Second half, we only turned it over three times, which is good. Uh, the things that we've struggled with offensively, you know, we just haven't shot the ball extremely well from three in the free throw line. As those have been the two kind of Achilles heels at times this year. I was looking at the free throws because the team made 13 out of 13 to start the game. The, the last time the, the racers uh, had a streak like that during a game was 2008. It was a game against Austin P. They actually finished the game 14 out of 14. You know, getting to the free throw line is so important uh, in this league. And as we've seen, uh, some nights it's hard to get to the free throw line because they're, they're just not calling it uh, unless somebody's got some blood. I mean, that's that's uh, we always say no blood, no foul. But, uh, you know, getting to the line is very important, and you guys did that in this game. Yeah, we made them, I think, 14 for 16 mm-hmm. you know, from the line. But that is something we've got we've, we've to make some adjustments. The, the league is extremely physical. Uh, you know, it reminds me a lot of the Big 12. Uh, never coached in the Big 10, uh, coached against those teams. But... The physicality in our league, um, it's just different. And so we, we've got we to coach better. We've got to teach better. We've got to train better uh, with that mentality. Um, uh, but then you watch tape, and then you see a hand check, and you're like, they're going to call that? And so, uh, but we don't want to get fined on. I was about to call well, you your res- show, but the Jeff Bidwell. Well, I'll say it again. Your, your restraint is remarkable because I'm, I'm – I've probably been more upset sitting there next to the bench yeah. this season than I ever have. Yeah. I tell you, the one times. thing you learn, it doesn't it doesn't affect anything. It, what it does for me is it totally takes me out of the game yeah. and, and totally unfocused on what's important. You can send a million clips in, and they can say, hey, North Carolina Wilmington, you're right. We shouldn't have made that call. We lost. Yeah. Mississippi State, you're right. That was We called it on you guys. The foul was on them with 30 seconds ago. Doesn't matter. So all the clips that, and I've stopped all that because it really doesn't affect anything. Yep. It, it is what it is in the moment. Uh, it's just a physical league. 
and we got to adjust and we, we've got to continue to recruit that way, coach that way, train that way. Um, and, you know, we're not far off. I mean, we've lost a couple, man, where, you know, we're 9-9, nine and nine, we're in the middle of the pack. Is that good enough? No, I know that more than anybody. But, you know, we're not, we're not, we're not, we're not far off from, from where we need to get to. Well, we'll talk about what is important in that senior night coming up uh, on Wednesday when Belmont comes into town, and we'll do that next with head coach Steve Prohm. You're listening to the Racer Report live at the Hot Pound Brew Pub in Murray. Welcome back to the Racer Report live at the Hot Pound Brew Pub in Murray. Jeff Bidwell and Dave Weiner joined by uh, Steve Prohm. Coach, uh, being around you over the years and, and since Hoopalooza came into effect, I believe back in 2013, you, you – have made it very clear two of the most important nights if not the most important nights in the calendar year for you it's hoopalooza and, it, and it's senior night um why, why why are these nights but specifically senior night why is that why is that so important to you as a head coach yeah well hoopalooza real quick i just when i was here as an assistant i think what happens at a place like murray you know the the, the coaches have changed so much to where there's just a disconnect between the now in the past yeah and so i think you needed to really bridge that and and you find out it's a lot of places you know same thing at iowa state we had a kid jamal tinsley was a phenomenal player never lost a game in hilton won in kansas twice never been back to campus in 20 years since he left came back he's in tears but senior night it just uh you know back they did a documentary years ago and like larry Suter said in the documentaries like senior night's the night you honor him right you say goodbye and um it is a special night, and we've had some great ones come through there. Um, one thing I always wanted to do uh, is have those guys speak. I always watched, you know, the elite programs that you want to identify with. Indiana back in the day, uh, you know, and several others that the players speak afterwards. And um, it, there's a lot of emotion with it. And so, you know, we try to do a special video for them, obviously some special gifts, uh, give them stuff at the end of the year as well. Um, the and way the we're land- doing that after the game, yes. Wednesday night. Yep, yep. And the way the landscapes changed, the banquets and stuff have kind of changed. We used to do banquets and give them their framed jerseys and everything. There, the landscapes changed a little bit to where it, it kind of gotten away, got gotten away from that a little bit. But uh, but senior night special. You know, those guys uh, get honored. Uh, it's the last chance to play here. This is a special place. Got a great fan base. Um, you know, whether they're here one year, Sean Walker just walked in here, whether they're here one year or two years, uh, this is something hopefully they always call home. And so, um, you know, the three seniors will start and then on uh, Wednesday and then, you know, hopefully can play well. The biggest thing is play well, win, and, you know, try to try to have an unbelievable crowd and keep everybody in the seats to, 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 to listen to those guys. So, so this is our moment here to recognize our two senior managers here too. Logan Dick and Blake Dottillo, they're, they're going to be honored with their families, too. Um, it, it's great to have those guys out there. That's, that's really the, the foundation of how things get done in a program is those, is those managers. And, my goodness, Logan was, was working. Back to back he ACL was, surgeries. He was working so hard trying to help in practice. He's, he's had to have two knee surgeries. Well, he, he did, they did that playing flag football. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> yeah, don't get me in trouble. He did that playing flag football. Uh, but, yeah, Blake and Logan. Just I think great guys. another thing we take pride in, too, is if you look at all our former managers, former players that have wanted to get into coaching, man, they're all yeah. doing really extremely well right yeah. now. And so that, that's one thing that I've always been really true to. Hey, I'll help you 
find you a find you job and then it then it's on you you know as you climb climb the ladder but you know cole's a good example he's with me here but man there's been many others of 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 former managers um you know, Mark Morris went on. Tim McAllister. Uh, Tim McAllister. Down at Western, at Western now. Yeah. I didn't know if we'd bring him up since he's at Western, <laughs> but you did. Um, well, I told yeah. him, I said, I don't know about that choice, but, you yeah. know, go ahead. Uh, <laughs> but I, but it's important. And Blake does a great job. And Logan, uh, those guys are, are rock stars. They do so many countless hours. Last year was Manager's Week or uh, sure. Manager's Appreciation yeah. Week. And so uh, we got him a little something. But. Uh, I was a manager back in my my day, and um, I wanted to coach. I knew that I wanted to get around a program and learn every day, and it gets you a really an inside seat to that. Before we let you go, uh, Rob Perry, Quincy Anderson with you for two years, uh, Sean Walker with you for one. Uh, in sort of the the Steve Prome reboot 2.0 here at Murray State is is trying to trying to build this thing back. What have those three, uh, you know, collectively sort of meant to meant to the program as? Uh, as trying to get this thing going again well they've all been building blocks uh they're all quincy's going to leave here with his masters sean walker's going to leave here with his masters rob perry's going to leave here with his degree um and you know they've all been unbelievable citizens in the community um they've been here really they came with signing with 13 guys right two of them yeah okay uh knowing that man not having any idea what to expect um, and, you know, last year and this year, like I said, we've been in the middle of the pack. Is that our ex- expectations and standards? No. Uh, but it's like when Dabo Sweeney won it all, the national championship, right? Somebody's got to set the stage. Somebody's got to be there in the building stages, right? And those guys will always remember being here in the building stages when we do get to the mountaintop. And that may be in a couple of weeks in St. Louis, you right. know, uh, because right now it's really not even – it's about – positioning and matchups right now not whether you're the eight seed or the four seed what's our best matchups and seeding for us to make the longest run we can and so um, you know I'll always be here for those guys if they ever need anything from me I've reiterated that throughout the season that all you know and really for Robin Quincy for the two years Sean for the one um, and hopefully they learn more about becoming a man uh, in this program and, 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 and those little things to help them go forward but this program will always be there for them. I'll always be there for them, and I know our staff will as well. Those three will be honored Wednesday night, senior night at the bank, Belmont rolling into town. Belmont. Belmont. Yeah. Belmont, indeed. Uh, Coach Prome, thanks for the time, and we'll see you on Wednesday. All right, thanks, Jeff. All right, thanks, there's Steve Prome. We come back, we'll talk with one of those three Murray State seniors, and that is Sean Walker, Jr. We'll do that next. You're listening to the Racer Report live at the Hot Pound Brew Pub in Murray. Welcome back to the Racer Report live at the Hop Pound Brew Pub. Jeff Bidwell and Dave Winder joined by Murray State Senior Guard, Sean Walker, Jr. Welcome. Yes, thank you. Blessed uh, to be here. Great to have you here. So, I've already talked a little bit this morning, mm-hmm. but uh, you've, you've had a, a lengthy basketball journey. Grew up, your dad was a coach, started with the ball in your hand uh, at a very young age, and, and here we are now with... You know, ultimately, two weeks left in your in your basketball life in a lot of ways. Uh, one final yeah. home game here at Murray State on Wednesday. Uh, where are you sort of emotionally with the, with this whole process right now, knowing that time's ticking away? Um, it it hasn't hit me all the way yet. I kind of got emotional the other day just looking back at some of the pictures from when I was like five years old, picking up the ball and so on and so forth, just just growing up. Um, but it hasn't. It hasn't hit me yet that it's coming to an end. 
but um, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Though. Your your time here in Murray has been a it's been a challenging time. Obviously, dealing with the injury you went through at Austin P and having to recover from that and and get back into into playing again. Just I guess as a whole, how was your how was your time at, at Murray State been for you here in in a, in a short year? It's been good. I, I learned a lot. Um, both on the court and off the court. Um, I, I had a lot of people helping me mentally and physically, um, especially like through the injury. It was important that my mental health was in a good space, especially this being my last year. It was important that I didn't go into a panic and, and figuring out what what's next. It was important that I just took it day by day and just, all right, this is not the end of the world. Um, it's more left to do. So, Overall, like I, I've enjoyed my experience. Um, I'm thankful for the people who've helped me along the way and who've helped me to get better along the way and give me some sort of direction of what's next for the future. Uh, I want you to look at something here. Uh, every player, doesn't matter if you're a golfer, baseball player, football, basketball, whatever, you're, you're going to have this. Uh, we're looking at Sean's uh, career uh, stats here. You only need five more points for 600 in your career, by the way. I hope that you, I hope that you get that in these remaining games. Yeah. But the thing I want you to look at is you're going to play your 106th collegiate game Wednesday night against Belmont. And mm-hmm. I, I think – and you just look at uh, 1920, GW, Mercer for two years here at Murray. That Those games just represent how many hours of – Getting in the gym yourself. Right. How many hours of practice and the travel? And that, that's that's quite the accomplishment, I think. Right. Played over a hundred games in your career. Facts, facts, and, and many more before before college. Right. So, yeah, I'm, I'm an old man in this game now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And you're in junior college as well. That's yeah, in, yeah. In the plus too, the so. junior college. Yeah. 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 Of course, we added in uh, Ellington's junior college of the nineties. He's right. got it. Right. Got a thousand points, so I have to add in your JUCO. Yeah, yeah, we gotta see where I line up. Yeah, I'm gonna do that. Yeah, please. So, please. we're down to the final week of the regular season, uh, with St. Louis looming next week. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and as we talked about earlier, obviously there's, you know, that anything can happen in this league on any given night. And, and the goal of cutting the nets down on Sunday in St. Louis still ahead of you guys potentially right. if you guys play well enough uh, for four days up there. Where where is sort of the mind space mind set of this team right now as you come down the stretch of 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 you guys trying to accomplish what you wanted to accomplish way back in in july we know we can be really good um like coach mentions um a lot of the times like we have an a team and a b team like we're really good sometimes and we're really bad (laughs) it's just about just bringing the a team out and um like coach touched on matchups as well just knowing we can beat anybody in the league, but just where our mindset is right now is how we can gel as a team and come together for these last couple of weeks to, to get the job done. So Wednesday night, it, it is senior night. It'll be your last home game uh, at the CFSB Center. And as we talked, you're going to have a, a whole army of family there uh, right. with you uh, for nobody. Nobody walks through life alone. Nobody goes through this basketball journey alone that for you, you know, at 24 years old now, has been going on for almost 20 years, and the, and, and the people from your circle are going to be with you uh, yeah. for that sort of culmination uh, of your career. Uh, what's that going to mean to you, to, to be able to look around and see mom and dad and stepdad and grandfolks and, and all those there with you? It's going to mean everything. It's just, 
and especially because my granddad just had his 79th birthday. Um, so him being able to, to see me get my degree and now get my master's, that's, that's everything for me. Like, that, that's a dream come true in itself, and that's a, that's a blessing. And God has blessed him to be able to see me do that. And, um, like, with seeing my dad, my mom, my stepfather there, it's just it's going to bring a lot of emotions out because they've taken me to every practice. They've been AAU. It's full-time, you know. So, And then for my sister, she runs track now, so I want to be able to set the example for her um, to have a great career and whatever she pursues. It has been my pleasure to get close to you this year and get for to sure. know you and uh, respect the heck out of you. And uh, I'm so happy. And hopefully we'll uh, – be able to, when you're giving your speech, we're having a lot of smiles on Wednesday night because we got a big win over Belmont. I yes, know that'd sir. be important to yes, a lot sir. of folks. Sean Appreciate Walker, everybody, thank you. Appreciate you. Uh, we come back. Thanks, buddy. We will talk with Rochelle Turner, head coach of the Murray State women's basketball team. That is next. You're listening to the Racer Report live at the Hot Pound Brew Pub in Murray. Welcome back to the Racer Report live at the Hot Pound Brew Pub. Jeff Bidwell and Dave Winder, joined now by Murray State women's basketball coach Rochelle Turner, we'll get into yesterday in just a moment. But before we do, I want to go back to Thursday night in Chicago. Uh, Caitlin Young, 38 points, 13 rebounds. And she was as good as, as we've ever seen, maybe for 40 minutes uh, on that night. Uh, with, you know, we've had a game since then, and, and you've, you're, you're, you've moved well past it. But if you can jump back into that headspace for a minute, what, what were you most impressed with about Caitlin uh, on, on that night? Well, her ability just to take advantage of what the defense was doing. Very seldom does she get one-on-one coverage. Right. And, and they decided to play her one-on-one. So, obviously, we kept going to the well, and she was able to score inside. And then I, I thought our guards did an outstanding job of getting off the screen, creating space, getting the ball back to her, and then she got hot from three. And that's something we haven't seen for a while. So, for her to be able to make those shots, uh, you know, hopefully we were hoping would build, build confidence going forward for the rest of the year. But – she just did a really, really good job of finding uh, her open spots, and our players did a great job of finding her. Uh, 27 assists on 33 baskets is pretty big. Um, but I felt like like with Ava, too, we were able to take advantage of them on the inside. And, you know, I challenged Ava to have a double-double this week in that game, and she went out and did that because uh, we just felt like we had an advantage on the inside and that our post players could – uh, put the ball on the floor and go by their post players. We we could offensive rebound and we could pull their post players out and make some shots. And, and both of those did that. I preface this with Belmont is a really, really good team. And we, and we know that. They are the team that has given you your two lowest point totals this season. What is it about what they do defensively that just has you guys driving with the parking brake on? Well, you know, you... By now, people have figured out we want to play fast. Sure. Not really a big secret. Haven't, haven't made any secrets about it. The problem is, is some teams and some coaches can make that happen. They can make you slow down or they can decide just to play with you. Well, Belmont can do either. Belmont can either push and run with us or Belmont can slow us down and say, hey, we're going to make you grind this out. And maybe the first basket of the game, uh, 2D goes down pretty quick and scores, but but after that, they're sending one person to the glass, and they're all back and set. Make or miss, we're coming down, and the defense is already set. We also saw them get into zone. So, try, you know, they did everything possible to slow us down. They're so good defensively in the half court. If we're not able to get in our stuff quick, then we have to be really, really efficient. Well, again, why we do not want to play this way. We didn't make shots. 
We didn't get a lot of extra opportunities. We only shot six free throws. We're not going to score enough to win the game. But that's a credit to them because they're that good that they have the ability to do that. And then the half court, they're just going to grind you down until they get what they want. They're really good on the inside. They can make shots on the outside. They have guards that can get in the paint. They'll backdoor cut you. I mean, everything that they do is very efficient. We actually shot eight to ten shots more than they did. But they made way more shots than we did because, you know, they were able to put the ball in the basket. They shot 17 free throws. We only shot nine or six. Six. Six, yeah. Yeah. I'm giving giving us too much credit. (laughs) So, um, you know, and that's the difference in the game. What you're talking about is the chess match. (laughs) And it just seems like to me the chess match in this league is some really high-level chess because you've got to be able to make decisions during the game. And then your players – have to be able to take the, those adjustments and, and, and execute those things because if you don't, that's where uh, it's not going to turn out. Sure. And, I'm, and I thought our kids did a good job of grinding it out for the most part. It's not the way we play, but we grinded it out for the most part. And then in the fourth quarter, you know, we, we tried to pick up the pressure a little bit. We didn't get back. They got open for a three. That's on me. And then we have five turnovers in the quarter. That's five possessions. We don't get a shot. We have open shot, open shot, open shot. Don't make them. And then they get they get far enough ahead of you that, again, they're just going to put it in the grinder, and you're either going to have to foul them or find a way to score points in a hurry. And uh, they're just such a well-coached, intelligent team. There's a reason that they've been at the top of every conference that they're in uh, every single year. Uh, they, they just have a winning program, and they, and they have kids that made winning plays. And then you'd prefer to make a friend out of the clock instead of the other way around. Because it's great when you the, the clock is your friend. Oh, sure. And you're I, controlling the, absolutely. what's going on. Absolutely. Am I crazy to think that, that – you nodded very quickly there. Uh, am I crazy to think you guys have dialed back the press a little bit here as of late? No, we have. We have uh, because uh, we have not seen an advantage. We have not seen ourselves giving ourselves an advantage in the press. We haven't turned people over. We, we get mismatches, you know, coming out of scrambles. We have not seen an advantage to that. So where we have backed the press back, we've speeded up even more on offense. Mm-hmm. And, and so I, and that's what was so maddening. Maddening, good All word. Right. There you go. Yesterday is because we weren't going to turn them over. You're just not going to turn good teams over. Good teams with good guards are not going to turn the ball over. And so it kind of put us in a bad spot, and we had some mismatches. When, when we did try to press, they got, you know, got their bigs on our guards and scored over us and those type of things. But we've been able to control the tempo offensively. Mm-hmm. Well, yesterday we couldn't do that. I mean, we, we did not press one possession at UIC and scored 83 points, yep. two points. Yep. So we can control tempo without pressing, but it has to be one or the other. It has to be fast offense or, or defense is going to cause problems. And yesterday, neither one happened. I also preface this with these are all extremely good teams at the top of the league. But against Drake, you get outscored by seven in the fourth quarter. Northern Iowa, 14. Yesterday, Belmont, 10. Is there any commonality that you can find in those games that, that things have just faded for you there in the fourth? I have petitioned the NCAA to change the games from 40 minutes to 30 <laughs> minutes because I think we'd be in a really good spot if, if that was the case. I haven't heard back. I'm, I'm sure I will. But uh, I think that uh, us being able to finish at a higher rate is something that's definitely going to have to I- improve for the rest of this season and moving forward with this program. I do also believe that we are in situations this year that these kids haven't been in before. Right. Uh, you, know, uh, you know, go back to Belmont. Belmont, what does Belmont do? Belmont wins. 
Belmont women's basketball wins. That's all they know. They don't care who they're playing. That's just all they know. And that is a program that has been built that way brick by brick for years. We, I feel like, since I've been here, are just now getting to the, to the point where we're in these games against these great teams and, and we're in, in these positions maybe sometimes for the first time. We've got freshmen on the floor trying to make decisions in a Missouri Valley Conference game with five minutes to go and the score's tied. You know, we've got newcomers. We've got, we just haven't been there enough. And, again, we try to simulate these things in practice, but it is not the same. Nothing is game-like situation with the pressure, with the crowd, everything that's there. So I just think the more we can put ourselves in those positions, the more we're going to grow. And there's going to come a time, and it's going to be this year or maybe moving forward, that all of these experiences that we've gone through are going to come to a head, and we're going to come out on top in a really big, in a really big spot. I don't know when that's going to be, but we're just going to continue to keep grinding and keep learning and watching film and trying to help our players as much as possible to get over that hump because winning is not something that just happens Winning is something that you learn to do. And unfortunately, we're still trying to learn to win. And I know that's crazy, but it's, the, it's, it's, it's a fact. She's Rochelle Turner. We come back on the Racer Report Live. We'll look ahead to senior night for the women's basketball team and two big home games this week. That's next. We're live at the Hot Pound Brew Pub in Murray. Welcome back to the Racer Report Live in Murray. Jeff Bidwell and Dave Weiner joined by Murray State women's basketball coach Rochelle Turner. All those road games finally got three home games in a row. Two more coming up this week. But then uh, on Sunday... Indiana State into town. It's senior night, uh, and you got a bunch of kids that are that are going to be honored this week, and uh, that, that have really they have they have encapsulated sort of the growth and really the next level push that you guys have made here in the last couple of years. For sure, this is the first core group that we brought in as freshmen that have all stayed together and are going to make it four years. And in today's times, that is very unusual. So this group has kind of been the foundation that started this. It kind of got us going kind of help continue to push us to where we have gotten to and it's big and a lot of it is because they have been able to change the culture they have been able to to change what it means to be a murray state women's basketball player they have changed what other people outside of murray state think of us uh you know the respect factor the uh they understand that they're gonna that they're gonna get you know challenged when they come to us and stuff and this core group has been a major part of that Caitlin coming back. Do we know yet? Can we lean in any direction? 50-50, what time of the afternoon it is? That's going to be up to Caitlin. All right. And, you know, Caitlin's probably going to get about 100, 200 grand offered to her to go somewhere else to finish out her career. That's that's life. And uh, if that's what she wants to do and that's best for her and the rest of her life, that's what she needs to do. And uh, But Caitlin is a loyal, uh, selfless individual. That if she plays basketball another year, I believe with all my heart it'll be at Murray State. So we'll let Caitlin answer that. That'll be fair enough. That's we'll, worth a big applause we'll deal, right we'll there. Deal with that, uh, Let's get that. We'll deal with that after the season. <laughs> and uh, Neil Bradley got his big stipend after the win on Saturday with the win over Valpo, so he can he can pick up that check to keep Caitlin in town if need be. So uh, two home games this week again, just back home, and and that ro- that road month was just so so grueling for you guys and i'm sure there's a a big exhale for everybody just to sleep in your own bed for 10 straight nights yeah that seven of nine on the road against the schedule was pretty tough but i thought our kids held their head up uh you know competed uh you know got the wins that we needed to get to keep us uh in the race and really proud of our effort and execution on the road this year i think that that's been something that has really stepped up 
and helped us to improve our program as a whole. But these next four games were huge, uh, not only for standings, not only for where we're going to be, you know, when we get to Moline. But, you know, we have an opportunity to do something, and Dave's the stat master, so I don't know how often, but I do know from way back in the day when I played here, Murray State women's basketball has not had an enormous amount of 20-win seasons. (laughs) And, it's I, true. I, and I, I don't know the exact number because, again, that's not something that I study. But we have an opportunity to do that this year, and that's huge. And that's huge for this program. So these next four games could get us to that mark. It could also hope mean that we're playing our best basketball going to Moline. And it also puts us in a situation to maybe, maybe be in a bracket that, that suits us better, if that's possible. I mean, nothing's going to be easy starting with Friday night. But I do think that this team still has a lot to play for, and we're trying to pump that confidence into our players to make them understand that all we can control is is what we can control, and that's our perfect effort and our execution and our willingness to do whatever it takes to try to get these next four. So, you know, that's what we're looking forward to. And then once once you do – I don't know if we get ahead of ourselves here, but we are in the last week of the regular season. Then once you do get to Moline – You've already had that feeling. You've already had that feeling, hey, we, we could stay a while, and you've, and you've won there before. And, you know, Steve was talking a minute ago about uh, you know, it's not so much what seed you get. It's, it's what, what is your matchup in the first game, and then more importantly, what is your matchup in the second game? Yeah, it's, it's all about matchups. That's why people are like, well, you should beat so-and-so because you beat so-and-so and they beat so-and-so. I'm like, eh, basketball no, doesn't, work, doesn't that work that way. <laughs> I mean, not in the least. Uh, that's like, you know, saying you're only going to face the ace today, so you're probably not going to win. Well, the ace may pitch the pitches that our batting lineup needs to hit. You know, I, I, don't, I think people, like, look at different things. Uh, the wrong way, but uh, it, it's, it is about matchups, and I don't spend a whole lot of time worrying about it and, and looking at it because, again, it's not really in my control, but I do believe that some people would be shocked if I said who I would rather play in Moline. I think people would be shocked at my answer, but it's strictly because of the matchup that I see for our kids and what I know our kids are able to do against certain defenses and Basically, what, what are the tendencies of the other coach? Because I need the tendency of the other coach to say, I'm just going to beat you in a shootout. And I'm about, all right, bring it on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, five 21 seasons in program history. So four wins away. From, and the last one was? Uh, two years ago. Two years so, ago, uh, right. Try to get one here. Uh, down the stretch here for the Racers. Michelle Turner, good luck this week. Have fun at senior night, and uh, we'll talk to you next week. Thank you, guys. All Thanks, right, Michelle. There's Michelle Turner. We come back, we'll talk with Murray State junior forward Ava Learn. That's coming up next. You're listening to the Racer Report Live at the Hot Pound Group. <clears throat> Welcome back to the Racer Report Live. Jeff Bidwell alongside Dave Winder. And joining us now for the first time this year, Murray State junior forward Ava Learn. Ava, welcome. Uh, Hi, thanks for having me. You're very welcome. You're very welcome. Uh, you're, you're enthusiasm to be up here. You've learned it from your head coach because she is, it is, oh, yes. without question, the favorite part of her week coming to sit here with <laughs> us every week. So we are glad you are here today. Yes. Uh, yesterday, uh, obviously a disappointing uh, finish uh, against Belmont. Uh, what was, from your seat, sort of what was the challenges they presented and, and sort of the grander picture of 
that I talked with Coach Turner about. Just these last couple of games, things kind of getting away from you a little bit in the fourth quarter. What what has what has changed for you guys from your from your perspective? Um, I feel like it was definitely a really hard loss because I definitely have to agree with everything Coach Turner said. Of like, I think if you were to look at our two teams, we're polar opposites when it comes to pace and like how we go about things. So at the end of the day, it really was just about who can dominate the pace of how the game was going to go and I know we all were trying our hardest I know like me and Caitlin were fighting our butts off and unfortunately the fourth quarter just kind of got away from us so it was definitely a very hard loss but I know we were all trying our best to get that win over Belmont. (laughs) The one thing I've watching you in person and saw it again yesterday was anytime there's a 50-50 ball and and you have to hit the deck to go try and you're going to come out of there with it. Yeah. I feel like if we threw everybody in the league in the octagon and said, so who's coming out of here on top? There's only one woman standing. It's going to be Ava Lurk because you, you sort of have this, this controlled rage in your eyes. Like, that's my basketball, and no one else is going to get it. <laughs> yes. Um, I definitely grew up in um, just a way of basketball where, like, you just have to keep the motor going. And so my dad was always telling me, he was like, if there's a fifty ball, if there's a fifty-fifty ball, and you're not on the ground and you don't come up with bruises, then you didn't have a good game. So I grew up with just my dad always being like, "How many bruises did you get this game? How many bruises did you get that game?" And honestly, like I took pride pride in my bruises, and I think that's just the best part about basketball is like everybody does have that like rage inside of them, whether they realize it or not, and like to be able to like let it out in this specific way is very therapeutic. But but isn't that the fun of playing a sport in college, right? Yes, very much so. I think it's just so fun to, like, be able to go on the ground and dive and no one be like, what is she doing over there? (laughs) Like, no, you can just dive on the ground and for a reason to go get that ball. So, yeah. (laughs) Uh, Pleasant Valley, New York. Yes. Compare that to Murray. What what is it? Are they similar? What's what's, Um, what's the difference? Surprisingly, where I'm from in New York, it is very, no, not very similar, but it is similar in some instances of I'm from away from the actual New York City. So I'm in the part where there's like grass, there's actually a few like um, farms near where I live. Um, and so the, to be able to like come to this, definitely the accents, the accents throw me for a loop sometimes. Um, but like, I think you picked it up a little bit. Yes, I, well, I have two different accents. I like to make fun of people with their country accents, and then I actually try the country accent, but I feel like I fall too much into the, like, making fun of them accent, so. (laughs) But, yes, overall, it's very similar, and um, I I just love it here, just the hometown feeling, and, like, like, people say that, like, they try to strive for, like, that family atmosphere, but, like, here it's genuinely, like, felt especially because i'm able to say because i came from another school that like says it and like they were close to it but like nothing compared to this school so 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 what what do you want to do with your career after you finish your walk around in europe um well (laughs) (laughs) growing up explain our conversation before Eddie. growing up i've had a fascination (laughs) with europe and so after college i am hope the plans are to go abroad and then definitely definitely still deciding like if I want to play abroad or if I just want to go straight to a working life and actually me and coach Turner have a funny joke going on that I did say at one point that I thought about being a bartender in <laughs> Europe to you know just 
Yep. Have, have some time off from basketball. Have some time off from life. And Coach Turner loves to make fun of me for it. But still undecided. But that's probably most likely the most definite thing for my future. Ava, you are a free spirit. <laughs> <laughs> I try. I'm glad you're a racer. <laughs> Thank you. You've only been here nine months. But the senior class on their way out here yes. uh, very soon. Senior night on, on, on Sunday afternoon there. Uh, what has this, this bunch of seniors meant to you as you've acclimated to becoming a racer? I think they've just done a a really good job of making me feel welcomed into the team. I know it's definitely hard for everyone, like, especially because I'm not a freshman, I'm a junior coming in, and, like, some, like, people might think I have my set of ways and I'm not willing to change that, but, like, I'm very open and they were very open to me, and so they were all so warm and welcoming, and especially, like, Kate, she's really helped me, like, get used to the post area, and, like, same with Hannah as well, like, figure out what they do and what they do here in the post area compared to what I was used to doing. And so they've been all very happy to have me, I hope, and just help me out. (laughs) I'm sure they have. Well, big week for the racers, Evansville on Friday and then Indiana State on Sunday. Ava Learn, thank you for the time and good luck this week. Thank you for having me. Thanks, Ava. All right, there's Ava Learn. We come back, we'll wrap things up here on the Racer Report Live from the Hot Pound Brew Pub in Murray. Wrapping things up here on the Racer Report Live at the Hot Pound Brew Pub with Jeff Bidwell and Dave Winder. Big weeks for both the women and the men's basketball program. The women will play Friday night at home uh, against Evansville, and then it's senior night on Sunday afternoon with the Sycamores. And on the men's side, we'll close out the regular season on Sunday at Indiana State as well. But, Dave, big night on Wednesday. Yeah, big night with uh, the racers against Belmont. And then after the – we're going to have the uh, the senior night, the two managers, Blake and Logan, then our three players, Quincy, Rob, and Sean – being honored pregame, but we are going to have something postgame, uh, so be ready for that as we uh, take a little time after the game to, to honor those guys. Well, that'll be great. Hopefully, again, it'll be a, a night of celebration after a big win over Belmont, 7 o'clock Wednesday night at the CFSB Center. For Dave Weiner, I'm Jeff Bidwell. Thanks for joining us at the Hop Hound Brew Pub in Murray, and thanks for listening to the Racer Report Live.